84% of people who go vegan end up quitting. 84%. Do you know that? That's a huge number, but I'm not really surprised. This number, this 84%, is based off a study by Phonolytics. And in the study, even if someone sticks to being vegetarian or vegan for less than three months, they are counted as study participants, and they are counted as people who tried to go vegan, tried to go vegetarian, and then quit. But I know some people don't like this stat. Maybe it's too broad to include people who are vegetarian. Maybe it's too broad to include people who have only been vegan for less than three months. But I do think it's fair. It is a stat. Looking at it from this lens, the lens of people who are vegetarian or vegan and have been so for less than three months, this is the statistic, which is 84% of them quit. In terms of survey methodology, after data cleaning, they had about 11,000 respondents, all based in the United States. That is a lot, and it means that the sample could have been representative of the US, but I do think they could have improved in one aspect. Their sample was older, wealthier, more educated, less racially diverse, and had a greater representation of females from the Midwest and Northeast. This is problematic because they were pretty much surveying people from more rich white backgrounds as compared to the general population of the US. As you might know, I work as a data scientist in my day job and I do like to think I know a bit about creating statistically sound surveys. I think the survey creator could have done better here. But the fact that they were surveying or the fact that they ended up surveying rich white people tells me something about the population overall. I'm gonna guess that most of the people in the survey who tried to go vegan did it because they viewed it as a diet. Because I do think that someone who goes vegan or really plant-based for diet reasons is less likely to stick to it than someone who is vegan for ethical reasons. But still, there are some people who go vegan for the ethics, for the social justice movement that it is, but then they stop. It makes me sad, but I totally understand it. As I've mentioned before in episode one specifically, I was once an ex-vegan, but now I've been vegan for 11 years, and I can't wait to get to that point where I've been vegan for over half my life. That's going to happen in eight years. And if you're like me and you like math, you now know exactly how old I am. <laughs> Anyways, I understand that some people go vegan and they stop, some people never return to the lifestyle, but some like me and a few others that I have met on social media, they eventually return to it in some form. So why do people stop? Well, some people stop being vegan because they never felt full enough or they struggled to eat enough protein and didn't maintain the level of fitness they wanted to maintain. For some people, it was just too expensive to be vegan or they were just exhausted. Some people just get burnt out. And I feel you on this because it can be exhausting to always think about food, always think about the products we purchase, and to always think about how to prepare for social events that are not likely to be vegan friendly. The burden too of knowing how messed up animal agriculture is, how horrible it is for the animals, and how horrible it is for the people working in animal agriculture, it's really tough. Maybe it would be easier to turn a blind eye. Ignorance is bliss after all. So if you're feeling down and you're not sure if you want to continue with your veganism, before you quit, hear me out. I'm going to share some tips that I think will help you. So from this episode, I hope you can take away three things like usual. I really like organizing things in threes. So first takeaway is if you're thinking of quitting veganism, you might be burnt out and that's okay. 
Second takeaway is if you are burnt out, there are steps that you can take to recover and there are steps that you can take to avoid burnout in the first place. And I'll just call this self-care. And the third takeaway is to remind yourself of your why. Remember why you're vegan. This should help because it helped me. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg Podcast. This is a show where we talk about how to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world. And it's a show where we emphasize progress over perfection. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for 11 years. I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries. And I'm so excited you're here. Thanks so much for listening. Before we start talking about burnout, which is a very real phenomena, and it's totally okay if you feel burnout, I want to give a shout out to Whiskey Jen, who gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Whiskey Jen wrote a review titled, Cool Podcast, and they said, nice to hear a new perspective. So thank you so much, Whiskey Jen. Short and sweet. If you would like to support me as well, it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or if you left a comment on the YouTube version of this podcast if you're listening or watching the video podcast version. Anyways, Finally, if you would like to work with me to veganize your existing meals and for support on your vegan journey and vegan transformation, I'm taking coaching clients. Send me an email at serena at friendlyveg.com and we can set up a free discovery call together. And one final message before we start, you may have noticed that it's been about a month since I have published a podcast episode. That's because I realized that making a podcast episode once a week, it was just too much for me. My day job can be pretty demanding, so I just wasn't making as much time for the podcast as I like. I'll now be moving to a bi-weekly schedule, so every two weeks on Tuesday morning, Eastern Standard Time, you can expect a new episode of the Friendly Veg podcast. Okay, so let's get into it. If you're thinking of quitting veganism, then statistically you are not alone. 84% of people who try going vegan quit. I remember when I was in first year university, so this was when I had been vegan for about two years. This was when I was vegan for the first time. I met somebody in my residence, so my res, my dormitory, and she found out that I was vegan. I don't think I would have brought it up just knowing me, but I I must have. But just knowing how shy I was about veganism, I really don't think that I was the one to be like, hey, I'm Serena, I'm vegan. But I remember her saying to me, oh cool, I used to be vegan. And that hurt. I felt shocked. I remember feeling sick even because she was the first ex-vegan that I ever met. And I remember thinking, how could somebody go vegan and then decide to stop? But who was I to judge? I stopped being vegan two years after that for reasons I go into in episode one of the podcast, so give that a listen if you'd like to learn more. In short, I couldn't handle the social pressure. I was tired of always needing to be accommodated. I was tired of eating different food than my friends, and I just wanted life to be easy. And now many years after that, after, you know, now being a happy vegan for 11 years in total, I wonder when I stopped being vegan, that first time, hopefully the only time I've stopped being vegan, or I will stop being vegan, I wonder, was I just burnt out? But what's burnout? Let's see what Google says. Because as a true internet child, I always like going to see what Google says before asking anybody else. So the definition on Google of burnout is as follows. Burnout is a state of chronic physical and emotional exhaustion, often accompanied by a sense of cynicism, detachment from work or other activities, and reduced performance and productivity. It is typically caused by prolonged and unresolved stress, particularly in the workplace, although it can occur in other areas of life. 
Burnout is characterized by feelings of overwhelm, depletion, and a loss of motivation or interest in activities that were previously enjoyable. I haven't felt it before with regards to veganism, but I certainly have felt it with regards to work. During the height of the pandemic, I reached a point in my 9-to-5 job where I couldn't stand the idea of waking up and logging on to work. Of course, I do want to acknowledge that I am, and I was, still very privileged to work a tech job where I can work from anywhere although I do go into the office most days now. But anyways, I really wonder if what I was feeling at that time when I stopped being vegan, was that burnout? I was tired of checking the labels on food packages. I was tired of eating different than all of my friends. I was tired, just really tired. And isn't that burnout? Maybe I'm using the term wrong, but I think, and of course this is just my opinion and my hypothesis, I think that people who go vegan and seem so committed to it but then quit, I think they're just burnt out. So I will call this phenomenon vegan burnout because once you have a name for something, you have power over it. Giving a name to vegan burnout and understanding what it is, that can help us learn to prevent it and to treat it. I recently spoke with somebody named Christine from Levante, which is a woman-owned vegan and sustainable handbag company. I had called customer service because I ordered a bag from them. I love their designs, by the way, but I messed up my mailing address and I needed help. And then I mentioned casually and pretty sheepishly that I run a vegan social media account and I am getting to a point here. Christine was so excited, but she said it's been incredibly difficult to find vegan content creators to partner with ever since the pandemic. Pre-pandemic, they held events in London, which vegans would flock to, and they were all extremely passionate. But post-pandemic, Christine said that Levante, the company, has found that the turnout is just not the same. So why would that be? Have people moved out of the city? Are people not vegan anymore? Or are they just burnt out? Maybe something has changed with the brand's messaging so it doesn't resonate with vegans anymore. I suggested to Christine that it was burnout, collective burnout specifically, and I remember she just laughed. But I really think that a reason why people are not going to these vegan events anymore is that they could just be burnt out, maybe burnt out from the pandemic, burnt out from veganism. I don't know. I think there's something going on. By the way, the Levante has kindly gifted me a promo to use on their North American website. Their handbags are amazing. They look like designer handbags. So check out the show notes if you're interested in getting 20% off a Levante handbag. And this is not sponsored, I just want to share that um, because I really like their bags. But yeah, let's not just take Christine's word for it that vegans seem to be burnt out or that vegans are not as passionate anymore. I took a look at the videos of popular ex-vegans on social media to see if I could find any sort of evidence for my hypothesis of people being just burnt out. So here are some of the reasons that these ex-vegans cite for not being vegan anymore. One. I was having health issues, I had a lack of energy, and I had fatigue, my hair was falling out, I had premature aging, and all of that has reversed since I reintroduced animal products. So let's look at another reason someone has said that they are not vegan anymore, which is, I didn't start for the right reasons because I was already restrictive with food and hyper-focused with food. In my head, vegan food was skinny food. If I ate vegan food, I would be skinny. Another ex-vegan says, I just didn't feel good anymore. Okay, so I don't judge them for being not vegan or for not being vegan anymore. I know that these sort of social media vegans have done so much for the community and for the vegan movement and I commend them for that. So before you or I judge them too hard, it's good to ask ourselves maybe they were just burnt out. 
some of the things I've heard in these videos made me think or makes me think that these ex-vegans were just exhausted. You know, things like them saying, oh, if you go out to eat with friends, you can only eat french fries, a, a fruit cup, or a dry salad unless you go out of your way to choose a place that has something vegan on the menu. That sounds like burnout to me. Another thing someone shared in a video was, I didn't want eating to be a huge process, I just wanted to feel free. Again, sounds like burnout to me. So burnout is real and it sucks, but there are measures that you can take to prevent burnout, which can apply to any part of your life. For me, it looks like giving myself permission to take days off, both from my nine to five job and also from this vegan content creation I've been doing. It also means acknowledging when I need to slow down, setting boundaries and saying no to things that just aren't feasible for me to do. A great example is how I took a one month break from the Friendly Veg podcast because I just couldn't keep on doing it every week. For you, when it comes to veganism, there are certainly measures that you can take to prevent burnout. And when I say preventing burnout, I mean living your life in a way that enables you to maintain the drive and motivation to stay vegan. So preventing burnout could look like changing up your food, so eating a cookie from a vegan bakery because you usually stick to whole foods or ordering food for dinner instead of cooking from scratch, or eating the same meal for dinner the entire week instead of cooking something new every day. This is one way I prevent vegan burnout. It also could mean setting your boundaries within social situations, so saying, I'd prefer not to talk about this right now, instead of engaging someone in an uncomfortable conversation about veganism. Or if you're like me and you're generally not very outspoken about veganism with friends, it could mean talking a bit more about it than usual if someone asks you about it and not shying away from it. Essentially giving yourself permission to talk about something that you're passionate about and saying that that's okay. And finally, community is incredibly important. Being vegan is a big life change. It can be very isolating. It's easier to get burnt out when you feel like you're alone, so having a like-minded community is very helpful. It's definitely helped me, and you should join the Friendly Vegans and Friends community on Discord if you're interested in meeting other like-minded individuals. But now I'd like to share some non-standard ways to prevent vegan burnout, and I might make people upset at me for this, but I will say it anyways because I think it's important. Preventing vegan burnout means setting realistic expectations of veganism and reminding yourself that you aren't perfect, you can't be perfect, just don't strive for perfection. So in setting realistic expectations, here are some examples of what that could mean. It could mean eating garlic bread at a restaurant that has a little bit of cheese on it. I don't advocate for this, but I mention it as if eating cheese on occasion is going to help you remain vegan 99% of the rest of the time, then I'm here for it. Setting realistic expectations could also mean accepting a baked good like a cookie from a friend or a colleague that you think is vegan. You think the cookie is vegan, but you don't fully verify that it is vegan because it can be exhausting to constantly check if something is vegan. So maybe you just won't one day out of the entire year, something like that. And setting realistic expectations could also mean telling someone you're vegetarian instead of vegan because it just feels easier to deal with in the moment and because you're tired of explaining yourself and why you are vegan. Like I said, you don't need to be perfect. Do your best and strive for progress over perfection. Know that showing up and doing your best can look like something different every day. If you really are in a situation where you have to eat animal products on occasion, then you gotta do what works for you. 
Of course, the goal is to minimize harm to animals, human and non-human animals, but make sure to take care of yourself along the way. I really encourage you to embrace the mindset that one non-vegan meal does not make you suddenly not vegan. What I'm talking about here is on the rare occasion eating something that may or may not have dairy in it because of some circumstance you might have found yourself in. Maybe you are in a situation where it's completely awkward and inappropriate to refuse food from someone, so you need to have just one little bite of it. If that happens, you're still vegan. It's okay. But really, if you find that you have burnt out as a vegan, it could help to remember your why. So why are you vegan? What has pushed you and motivated you to pursue this lifestyle? Anchor on it. For me, my why was, and still is, and always will be, the animals. I want to live in a way that minimizes harm to other beings, and that includes all animals, and as a little reminder, humans are animals. Slaughterhouses disproportionately employ immigrants, refugees, and people of color who have few options better than working in these factories. It's horrible and traumatic for them too. But even in knowing this, I stopped being vegan for a few years because I was incredibly burnt out. I was tired of being different. But I felt even more unsatisfied, and every meal made me feel guilty, even plant-based meals. So remembering my why, which is the animals, it helped me get back on track. I really do want to live my life in a way that minimizes harm to animals. So as a vegan, every meal is an opportunity to do something good for the animals. Framing it in this way is joyful. Because of this framing, I don't feel any signs of burnout, and because I do follow a lot of the tips I share, I don't feel any signs of burnout. For example, I don't like talking about veganism much in my personal life because it drains me and it does remind me of how different my lifestyle is from most people around me. Yes, I do share my vegan life on the internet and on this podcast, and that's a form of activism for me, but in person, I set that boundary. So truly, I find that anchoring on my why helps. Veganism is just how I live my life. This anchoring helps me feel less of a burden when I check the ingredients of a product before buying it. It helps me feel less burdened when I decline some food that isn't vegan. I just don't feel that weight on me. If I decline some food that's not vegan, well, actually, if it's not vegan, the food is not food to me. Maybe to other people it's food, but for me, it simply is not. And that's it for today. So if you're thinking of quitting veganism, you might actually be burnt out. If you're burnt out, there are measures that you can take to prevent that burnt out or to mitigate that burnt out. Try changing up your food, try setting some boundaries, try changing your expectations and putting less of a pressure on yourself to be perfect. And finally, to really prevent burnout, focus on your why. Focus on why you're vegan, remember it, and anchor on it. To wrap up, I'll share my favorite hate comment from this week. Someone named Pee Pee Poo Poo on TikTok commented on a video saying, That looks disgusting. Eat meat. People should put an end to these vegan eaters. Y'all need protein and real food, not fake. Okay, fine. I'm sorry, Serena. It does look good. Don't eat meat. I'm sorry for saying negative comments. And then they said, Serena, I'll stop. Have a good day. So I don't even know what to say to that. It's like the person knows me in real life or has known me for a while because that's exactly my humor. I honestly don't even know. I quite enjoy troll comments, actually. So anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, you might want to join my mailing list. I share vegan tips, easy recipes, and answers to your questions every two weeks directly to your mailbox. You can subscribe at FriendlyVeg.com. So thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. 